Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Back again on Speed Street. Speed Street presented by Dirty Mo Media, Joey Molinero, Ben Walton, Connor Daly, and I know Connor and myself are at least happy coming into this recording coming on Tuesday evening because uh, both of our football teams were victorious over the weekend. The Indianapolis Colts getting their first win in Houston, and the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow, um, despite me wanting to gouge my eyeballs out while watching it, were able to get to one and one on the season. Uh, so all good things there on the football front. But unfortunately, uh, the IndyCar season has come to a close. Uh, first weekend of the offseason this past weekend. And this is our season review show. So we're going to take a look back. Uh, the predictions we made before the 2023 season, Ben has those. He's getting ready to fire to us. Connor spent, I mean, he was on the clock all day putting together an entire stat sheet of the 2023 season. We're going to go with team by team, stats, fun facts, a whole look back at the entire thing. And then we're going to end with uh, your questions, audience questions, fan questions. Uh, we haven't done that in a while because we are in the thick of the season. And, uh, you know, we love to interact with you guys and to uh, make you part of the show as much as we can. So, uh, full show today, fun show today for sure. Uh, Connor, with that being said, uh, um, have you uh, recovered from putting the sheet together? Did you have a good weekend of watching football? What's going on in your world? Oh, it felt good. It felt good to be, uh, that was my first weekend uh, at home, I think, in, in a very long time. I got to go out to the uh, IMSA race weekend. Obviously, there was a lot of great racing happening. Yeah. Um, at the at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I spotted for the four hour race, the Michelin Pilot Challenge race, uh, which our team started twenty second, finished third on the podium, the GS class podium. Um, so that was really cool. I uh, got to help a uh, long long time friends of mine up on the podium, uh, Paul Sparta and Kenton Koch, uh, uh, or Kenton Cook, however you say his last name, I don't know. Um, but great drivers, uh, great fun, uh, learn really what it was like to be a spotter for a very long time uh and a lot of the indycar spotters were up there too with me so uh that was a that was a good time uh interacted with a lot of great speed street listeners as well at the track uh you know it, it's always it's kind of a funny thing 
when you're just walking by and people just shout speed street as if it's like some call out <laughs> and like but that's become our thing like it, it's yeah. not like a hey it's like speed street and you're just like all right <laughs> like thank you uh, it, it always goes like this this is the cadence it goes speed street yeah, it's very much like that. Like that, that was what was happening. Um, so it was r r really cool. And I guess I, I just, I never, I don't. It, it's not like we can, like we see how many people listen or, or 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 watch or whatever it is. Yeah, but you don't know where those folks come from, right? Like I don't, I don't know where who is doing what. Like I just hope people listen, right? I was like, I, I think it's fun to talk about motorsports. So. It's uh, it's cool to see the you know the that 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 folks listen uh, and enjoy it. So we appreciate that. Um, but yeah, great weekend of sports. Uh, some great football games. Some football games that I incorrectly bet on as well. Um, but uh, but it was uh, good to see uh, old. Um, uh, why am I spacing on? Why am I spacing on our Colts quarterback, Colts backup quarterback's name right Gardner now? Minshew. Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, yeah, one of the greatest uh, greatest personalities in all of sports, apparently. Uh, but he did great. Uh, sad to see Anthony Richardson go out, but good to see Colts uh, get a win. Uh, your Steelers, I, I don't know what was going on there. Uh, that was a very wild game. Um, but yeah, man, lots, lots to get into this week. We want to do a full season review uh, just a very analytical and, and opinionated look at like, Hey, these are the raw real results. Like I, I try to do this myself and I'm sure there's an easier way to do this, but basically how it's going to work is we made some predictions at the beginning of the season. Ben, Ben's going to find those for us, which is actually really cool. Cause I don't remember at all what I said. Um, tell you one of them. and I don't, yeah, I don't think Joey does either, but I basically went through and, uh, went team by team. Uh, every driver's best finish, and if they won, how many wins did they get? Uh, what was their best qualifying result, or how many polls they got? Um, and there was actually some really interesting things that, uh, you know, if you, because again, we talk a lot about how you can't just look at results because that is honestly stupid. And everyone, when they choose to look at me, only look at results. But if you look at all these other people too, you're like, oh man, like maybe there was uh, some interesting things that you didn't expect. So. Um, it, it's, 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 it's cool to look at. And I went by, you know, every driver that was in every car. So let's say, you know, Ryan Hunter Ray's best finish in the 20 car, my best finish in the 20 car. We had Jack Harvey's best finish in the 30 car, Linus Lundquist, uh, in the 60 car, all every driver in every car, all the way through to able motorsports, uh, you know, from the Indy 500 and the Indy 500 single entries. So, um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll go through some, Joey can read some of what I got. And we'll just kind of bounce back on on some of our opinions uh, because as I read through all these results too, you actually see how many people, you know, either had good first half of the seasons or like all of a sudden in the middle they disappear from the results sheet. And you're like, what happened? Um, and it's fascinating. So we'll we'll dive deep into that. Uh, but yeah, For a lot sure. of great questions as well. No, a lot because there's a lot of news that's been happening too lately. Yeah, well, first, before we get into our predictions, let's, let's hop on that because I know we got a lot of questions about it, and I had people blowing me up about it yesterday when it when it happened, the news breaking uh, that Chip Ganassi Racing uh, officially going to uh, five full-time rides in 2024 uh, with the signing of their development driver up into the IndyCar Series, uh, <laughs> Kiffin Simpson, 18-year-old Kiffin Simpson. Uh, um, oh, a pretty, pretty wild 
move? I mean, Connor, <laughs> what was your initial thoughts when you saw that news come through? Well, I think this is something that, you know, we, we got a lot of questions about, and I want to, I want to make sure we, uh, we, we respect those folks who ask the questions. So we'll get into it a little bit later, but it's to give people, and, and I, and I read the comments on this post a lot, uh, you know, because I find it interesting that, that there are still a lot of people that don't necessarily understand how this sport really works at times, at times. Um, because Kiffin Simpson obviously already signed with the best team in all of IndyCar racing right now. Uh, yep. And the man has finished 10th in the Indy Lights Championship uh, or Indy Next Championship. Um, and I mean, th- there is no history of of winning or, you know, very, very similar to, uh, you know, a Devlin Francesco. Uh, you know, showing up to the IndyCar series. Um, you know, Stingray Rob even did better, I believe, in the Indy NXC Championship than Kevin Simpson. Oh. Now, Kevin Simpson, I think, had to miss a race or two because he was racing overseas or something like that. Um, but uh, but no real glimmers of of you know, if you're to judge, right? Like we had Linus Lundquist who won the Indy Lights Championship last year, could not get a ride. Now he's with Ganassi, right? But he needed that one chance to get in. But that one chance either comes if someone gets injured or or if you have funding behind you, and Linus did not have that. So, you know, this business, if you have enough money, you can do whatever you want. It's like when Max Shilton came to drive for Ganassi, right? Like, Max Shilton had been in Formula 1, but everyone kind of knew, and he, he had actually, you know, he, he had more success, I would say, than Kiffin has had. No offense to Kiffin. I, I don't know him at all, and I, res- I, I, I respect how this world works because I'm very familiar with it now, but this is just the reality of it, right? Like if you're going to try to base things purely on results, which people get, you know, people try to throw that at me all the time. I'm going to tell you, these are the results. And if the Indy Lights champion, Indian NXT champion has not signed yet, but Kiffin Simpson has, that is just one of the unfair sides of this sport. It's just what happens, right? Connor, have, so, you ever seen, have you ever seen the movie All the President's Men? No, I have, I'm not familiar with that film. Are you familiar with the whole um, Woodward and uh, Bernstein, uh, you know, being the ones who reported on uh, Watergate back in the Nixon uh, days? Are you not really. <laughs> well, the whole point of this being is that there, there's a real famous line from that movie and that whole scenario during Watergate. Watergate. So the character named Deep Throat. Says follow the money, nope. follow yeah. the money. Okay, yeah. that 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 is what you do in this sport in this series. Whenever you have something that raises eyebrows, you follow the money, and that will give you the answer. Yeah, and and look, th- that is that is all it comes down to, right? So again, it, it's not bad. Like you know, I I I am someone who uh, literally got my ride because I had a sponsor, right? We. We worked with Bitnile and Todd Alt to get the the ECR ride. To, uh, you know, I I work with the Air Force to go to ECR. Like, it's not like they chose me to come and drive for them. Like, this is a business deal, right? But but when this this type of deal happens and you and you're trying to fight for uh you know young drivers, hey, that's tough. But that has always been going on. That that has been going on since the beginning of time. It's just more nowadays when you have the internet and you can kind of do research. You know, uh, that, uh, Kip and Simpson has has definitely some strong backing by him. And you know what? If you got it, use it, right? And Devlin, he he did the same thing. 
I think he's probably enjoyed himself uh, at the Andretti Autosport team, a great team, top-level team. Now he's gone. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do in IndyCar next year. I'm sure he'll show up, maybe on a, on a lower-tier team. Um, but you just kind of see how that works, and 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 that's uh, – I'm not going to – I don't know how it's going to go for Kevin Simpson. I don't know. I wish him all the best. As, a, as an 18-year-old, I would not have any idea what to have done in the IndyCar series. That is a young buckaroo, so uh, I respect that. Got to get after it. But uh, but for those who just who don't actually know how this game works, if you show up to the table, any team's table, really except for Penske, uh, with enough budget, you can do whatever you want. That's just how it works. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, that's hey, like you said. I mean, it is what it is, and I'm sure if we were all in that position and we had those, oh resources, yeah, we, we would do, this do the same thing. thing. I mean, I respect. Like all of us, any of us, we're just jealous. Like that's all we speak from. That's the real thing. Like, shoot, I, that sounds awesome. Hey, uh, if I had that money for my son when he's 17 from now and I wanted to go to Chip Ganassi and say, hey, he's going to be racing the Indy 500, Chip, I would absolutely do it. I hope you would have some sort case. of negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, um, that, so, but, but yeah. that also, I will, th- there's more to that and we'll get to it when the questions come up because I, I think they're, there's another element to that that makes it quite interesting. So so yeah, we'll get no. to that a bit later. That's good. Just want to touch on it off the top since it's one of the, the newer uh, IndyCar stories um, as we record start recording here tonight. But let's get into uh, the review from our predictions that we made before the season started. This is probably the week before the St. Pete race, so maybe the last week of February or so around there. Whole clean slate going into it. Connor, Ben, myself. Uh, walked into this and decided to make ourselves uh, probably <laughs> on freezing cold takes of IndyCar. Um, you know, IndyCar memes get our ass. So Ben, uh, go ahead and 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 tell break it down for us of what we had going into this year. Yeah, so I went all the way back to the Jimmy Johnson interview episode. Um, oh, nice! Some Jimmy Johnson March. live phone yeah. call, live phone, live phone call. Um, Great guy. Heading back from the shop, so we appreciate his efforts there. Um, so, yeah, uh, we gave predictions for our top three in the championship, not necessarily in any order, but you guys, I think actually all three of us did give one person that we were going to more likely crown the yeah. championship. Or, yeah, the champion. Yeah. So, Connor, I'll start with you. You had Scott McLaughlin. Uh, oh, that was your first darn one. it. And you had him to win. Um, you did have Alex Blow in there, so you get right. some bonus points for that. And you had a couple other takes. So, you had Rossi for number Wait, three. Wait, so... Did I have? Did I pick a top three in the championship? Is that is that what I did or no? Yeah. So top three, not in any particular order, but then after you gave, you said I think Scott McLaughlin will get the he'll win the championship. So who were my three? I was it was Alex Pelo, Scott McLaughlin, and and Rossi. Oh, so I was way off on Rossi, but I did nail two out of the three. You did, and you said he was going to be the best McLaren. Oh, that was yeah. That was not a good call. On and my part. another uh, freezing cold take is you said Dixon is not going to because he has this new engineer. Um, Dixon's not going to win the championship. He said he wasn't going to be in your top three. That's why you didn't put him oh. in there because he got well, a new engineer. So cold, cold. That's tough. Dixon that does finish, end up finishing second in the championship. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I still got two out of three. I'll take that in right. the eight. That's pretty solid. Right. I'm kind of scared. So, Joey, you had uh, two of the same ones. You had Polo. That was your first guy you picked. Uh, McLaughlin also said that was going to be your championship pick. Um, and then you were on kind of the Colton Herta uh, bandwagon this year. You had him at number three. And uh, oh. 
that uh, that didn't serve you too well. So that is tough. That hey, is. You know what? No, I go back to when I made that prediction, and I still stand by all the reasons why I made that prediction. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I I I love Colton, but I mean, come on, man, help me out, dude. Yeah, the expectations should be there. So, and then lastly, I wanted to change things up, and I said um, New Garden, Scotty Mack also to win, and then Erickson because I wanted to be different. Um, so, and they all they all finished well. So, yeah, but you yeah, know, I mean, not top three worthy. So, you got everybody in the top six there, Ben, and yeah, yeah. So I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Did we yeah. have Indy five hundred predictions as well? We did, did. You say you you looked at those. Let's list those out too, because now so we can also get a good idea. Gave Indy 500 predictions. Hold on. I didn't realize. I'm going through here now. I didn't realize that yeah. like, still, I mean, it's not great, but he still finished 10th in the standings. Like, I mean, I picked him up there in the top three, I know, but like, I didn't even expect that because. Well, in I mean, the document, you'll see. one podium this year? Yeah, you'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it in the document, uh, yeah. but you're like, man, Colton Hurd only had one podium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. Um, I didn't look back at our Indy 500 preview show if the okay. predictions changed, but this was just early prediction. Uh, Connor, you had yourself or Dixon slash Pillow. So yeah, I was wrong. Very wrong, wrong on the uh, <laughs> Joey. You also had Connor and Pato. Um, All right, so also close. wrong. And then I had Pato in the wall. Rick and yeah. he, he had it. He screwed me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, some cold takes in general. I think our extreme ones were pretty cold on all three of us, but I think in general we're in the right direction. So, yeah. I mean, that's not far off. Two out yeah. of three is not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we were all kind of like, you know, when you're golfing and like you, you're, you're, you're on the green, but you're like a foot away from the, the, the thicker part, you know, like you're really <laughs> play about 17 feet the- from the hole, but you're on the green. The oh, fringe yeah, yeah. or whatever. What's the what's fringe? The, yeah, yeah, the fringe. Yeah. The fringe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Fringe that, guy. That's, yeah. That's kind of us. That's kind of us. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. nailed the two out of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hello, just what a gimme. Jeez. For, for yeah. Experience the thrill of the racetrack like you're in the driver's seat with DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on your favorite racers and feel the rush of every overtake, pit stop, and victory like never before. Right now, New customers can turn five bucks into two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Bet five on anything to score big, no matter what goes down on the track. Make sure to stay tuned into Dirty Mode Doe to keep up with all the NASCAR Cup Series playoff matchups. The racing action doesn't stop till the checkered flag drops. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and join with code Speed. New customers can bet $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's code SPEED, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash autoracing for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. But you know what's there's a lot of interesting stuff in this uh in this season review as we get into it. Um you wanna you wanna jump in, Joey? What should we get yeah, why into? Why don't we this? just alternate, man? Why don't you yeah, give let's one just... down here from Ganassi and then we'll alternate? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go. This is the order. We're gonna go Ganassi, Penske, Andretti Autosport, McLaren, RLL, uh, MSR, Yunkos Racing, ECR, Coin, Foyt, and then the uh, the Indy 500 teams as well. So there, we don't have to, Joey. You don't have to read the the fun yeah, yeah, facts, yeah. but those are just things that you might want to touch on. Maybe some 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 small things. Yep. Gotcha. All right, so I I will start off by getting into Ganassi. Obviously, very very, uh, very strong, very very strong season. Um, I obviously the ten car, you know, the champion. Um, Alex Plo had five wins, but only two poles. Um, pretty self explanatory. Having five wins is uh, is pretty solid, um, but also very very consistent. Like Alex Plo, consistency was complete dominant. I mean, the guy almost won the championship with three races to go. Uh, the nine car, Scott Dixon, three wins, uh, no poles, which again very interesting. That Scott Dixon not not really the strongest qualifier. Um, also Marcus Erickson with one win. So that is nine wins for the Ganassi team, uh, in a season. I mean, that, that is, if that, that, that literally destroys any other team, like, like that is astounding. So complete dominance, but that's why they're first, uh, you know, the eight car, I would say Erickson, like winning right out the gate, was 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 very strong, but never really got back to that type of uh, yeah. of pace. Um, and then we get to the eleven car, which was obviously split between Marcus Armstrong and Takuma Sato. Um, oddly enough, I did not know this, but both Marcus Armstrong and Takuma Sato's best finishes of the season were both seventh. So Marcus Armstrong's best finish was seventh, and Sato best finish was seventh. And sadly, Sato finished seventh right in front of me at the Indy 500. So I I, I saw that happen. Uh, but Sato was very hit or miss. He was either boom top ten at the Indy 500 or completely you know dead last in Texas. Uh, you know hit the wall at at Gateway. Um, very very hit or miss, uh, literally. Uh, and then Marcus Armstrong, I would say he got several results taken away from him he you know they're uh portland for example had a wheel come off in the pits or, or some sort of pit issue um but when you look at the results you're like marcus is finishing seventh to 11th almost like every race that he did so pretty strong consistent run and a couple decent shots at a podium uh you know taken away from him so very very deserving of that seat i actually I got to spend uh, a couple hours with, with Marcus Armstrong just over the weekend. I uh, got to chat with him a lot more. Great guy. Maybe we'll have him on the show sometime. So, uh, so that's that is the uh, Ganassi review there. Uh, and Joey, you can take uh, Penske here next. Yeah, man, you go uh, from from Ganassi powerhouse to the Penske powerhouse right there. Only three car squad, as we know. Um, a dominant year for Joseph Newgarden. Obviously, he gets over the hump at the Indy 500. Uh, starts 17th there, comes all the way up. Picture perfect race for him. Wins it. We know that. Dominant on the ovals. Um, four wins there. 
Uh, Scott, uh, <clears throat> interesting here with Will Power, all the talk about Scott Dixon for the first half of the season, first three quarters of the season, really, with the nine car, and about, oh, man, hasn't had a win yet, and then he does what he does. And then you look back and Will Power, he finishes twice, or he, fi- <laughs> he finishes second twice. He's on the pole once. Obviously, we know he's the the, the official best um, qualifier in IndyCar history. Yeah. Uh, but not a win for the 12th. Fascinating. Of the I actually did not know that. I, when I was looking through, I was like, Will Power didn't win a race? Like, that's Wild. crazy. I just did. I, 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 again, as someone who follows it, you just assume Will Power is winning something. Exactly. And, you know, he's the 2022 champion, even though uh, I think he only had one win in 2022, and then the rest were just, like, top five, you know, top three finishes, right? If I'm remembering correctly. I'm not sure. I don't even remember. <laughs> pretty, I'm pretty sure he had, well, he won Detroit in 2022, and Rossi almost caught him. But I'm pretty sure that was his only win, and then everything else, he was just, like, not thrown in the wall. Ben like, researched that for us. Um. But yeah, no win, and, and like I said, like it was kind of like all the talk was about Scott Dixon about like, oh, you know, he's won every year. Is this going to be the year he does it? And then meanwhile, underneath that, people weren't even thinking about power, and he ends up not winning a race, but still solid year for him. Finishes second twice on the podium, one pole, like we said. Scotty Mack, uh, we see him get another win later on the pole twice, of course, uh, and then the New Garden, yeah. Um, interesting little dynamic with Joseph as obviously just cleaning up at Iowa, Texas, Indy on the ovals. Um, but some stuff lots to be desired. And especially in the second half of the season, once you got just more towards the, uh, the street and the road courses there to finish things off. Um, so I don't know, you know, all the talk going in. And I remember we had him on at the beginning of the season on this show, you know, all the talk and it had been about like, okay, what does Pinsky have to do? To, to be better at Indy on the 500, the big one. Oh, yeah. You know? But all their effort. They nailed it. it. And I even <laughs> asked him, I said, what What are you going to do? What is it? What, what's going on here? And he's like, he kind of shook his shook his shoulders and his head and smiled. He was like, I, I wish I knew. I wish I had the answer. Obviously, they figured it out, put it together this year. But then, it, you know, it, it was a kind of a, hey, because of that, then it was sacrificing on the back end. It was just bad luck, unfortunate timing with, you know, I, it could have been a multitude of things. But in 2024, now moving forward, are you going to see a little bit more of that balance out there for the two car? That's something that I think I'll be watching. Yeah, and 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 to add on to that as well, Scott McLaughlin only one win compared to Joseph's four wins, but Scott McLaughlin third in the championship. You know, like Scott McLaughlin was, uh, you know, always very very consistent, always in yep. the fight, uh, very very few mistakes. Like that was, I think, one thing big from Scott, uh, and that's what you have to have in IndyCar when you're competing at the front like that. So. Um, very interesting. The one thing I'm a little sad to see, Joseph, uh, it, it, it looked like he was so upset and, and everything was like crumbling around him after he didn't have a chance at really winning the championship. But I was like, dude, you won the Indy 500. Like, yeah, who, who like, gives let's, like, let's maybe, like, you've already won two championships. Like, I, I don't know. Like he's such a competitor that of course he's going to be angry, and and anyone's going to be like we don't do this to lose. Like we don't do this to, you know, to to show up and not have a chance to win. But like the Indy 500 is so special, and and I'm sure as he goes into this off season, uh, you know, because any Indy 500 winner through throughout the off season, I mean, you're celebrated all throughout this whole you know next six months until the Indy 500. So, or however many months it is now, but uh, but yeah. Interesting stuff from Penske. Uh, and again, totaling the wins, 
you know, they had five wins as a team. Compare that to nine for Ganassi. Nine wins and only uh, four poles. Four poles, five wins uh, for for the Penske team. So really interesting. Um, all right, that leads me to Andretti Autosport. Uh, very large team. This is a first, the first four car team, five car at, at Indy that we'll check out. Um, <laughs> so the, we'll start with the 26 car, uh, obviously, uh, which is, uh, Colton Herta, uh, Colton Herta, his best finish of the year was third once, which is, I mean, I was like, that's, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that, um, Two poles, which again, Colton Herta can throw down some incredible qualifying laps. But one thing I also noticed is that like he qualified inside the top three at least five times. As I was going through there, he definitely had a a, a pretty solid qualifying performance compared to how many podiums he ended up on. So very interesting to see how how that is uh, you know is related. Um, but we move on to the twenty seven car. Obviously, Kyle Kirkwood. Kyle Kirkwood, two wins. Like, I mean, street course king, they were calling him. Uh, you know, he started out a little rough at St. Pete. Uh, I felt it. Um, but also one pole. Um, but again, a lot of other things that were affecting him during the year. You know, so he wasn't in the championship fight. But when any anytime you have a multi-win year in IndyCar, I think that's, that's wildly impressive. So Kyle's only going to continue to grow and get better. Uh, 28 car, Roman Grosjean. Obviously, boy, that car got into the thick of things uh, towards the end of the year. Um, and that was that was interesting. But he started the year really strong. Yeah. Um, had had two second place finishes, two poles, uh, but almost hard to remember those. Um, like very difficult, you know, as as we go. And and a lot of people have very, very short memories in racing. Um, but Grosjean towards the beginning of the year was really strong. Obviously, he was fighting for a win there in St. Pete too. Uh, so another, you know, good finish there was 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 you know, but a potential win um, was was gone there pretty quickly uh, with, with him and Scott McLaughlin getting together. But uh, but very interesting stuff. Um, and what I found strong about Andretti, and this is one interesting fact, they had five poles as a team. So five poles as a oh. team, compare that to anyone else. They had more poles than both Penske and Ganassi. So again, I, I I just think when you look at that, it's like, wow, interesting that this team has great single lap pace, but maybe not able to follow through in the race. So to have more poles than both of those top two power teams that we that we just listed is is really interesting. Um 29 car. Well, Devlin's car, uh, there was a lot going on with that car. Uh, but if you look at the highlights, his best finish of the season was 12th. Um, the the next worst finish, obviously, in the team, or the next, like, th comparing that to, you know, the, the best finish of the other cars, you know, being third and wins and seconds with the other three cars, that's obviously a little bit different. Uh, best qualifying was P5. Uh, obviously, we saw that. Um, you know, I believe at the Indianapolis, Indianapolis GP there uh, at the end of the year, uh, and 22nd in the championship. Um, so not, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, that, that it's 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 uh, it's a car that sadly lost the leader circle. Uh, even though he's 22nd in the championship, the 30 car actually ended up 
in the 22nd place in the car points. Um, some are saying that's because of what I did in uh, St. Louis. No big deal. Uh, but <laughs> but Devlin just, you know, not at the same level as that team. Uh, just not at the same level. And, and that's, I mean, I think everyone knows that. Uh, you know, he, he gave it a good shot, uh, did not throw the thing in the wall a bunch. Um, and so I'm sure he'll get another chance, uh, you know, if he's got the funding uh, for next year. But we also had Marco Andretti, of course, at Indy 500, who uh, finished 17th, qualified 24th. Uh, Marco obviously wants to look for more than that, but uh, not not too much to look into there. Uh, the team, in general, I kind of wrote down some fun facts. Uh, team was kind of all over the map. Uh, great pace, lots of poles, a uh, lot of controversy with how Devlin was held in the pit lane and not able to cross the finish line on the last uh, last race in Laguna Seca, which that means they lost the leader circle by one point. Uh, I talked to Michael Andretti a little bit about that last week, and I was I was surprised about that too. And then I was at the Ray Hall shop today, and I you know I heard their side of it too because obviously they got in. Uh, so very interesting, I would say that is that is the Andretti review. Uh, you know when they clean it up, when they're able to match the race pace with the qualifying pace, I mean they're in a really strong position. Yeah, a lot left to be desired there. Um, you had very up and down, up and down, up and down oh, yeah. for the Autosport there. How many more of those do you think that uh, old M.A. is going to give a go at? I mean, Marco's in great shape, and he's he's still got the he's still got the desire to do it. So I could see him doing the Indy 500 for you know another five ten years. <laughs> I don't know until he wins one in his forties. What happens? Yeah. Why not, right? Full circle from to do it. Yeah. yeah, you know, nineteen year old to maybe he'll be, I don't know, freaking forty nine. Forty five. I bet he's doing it until he's forty five, <laughs> forty eight, maybe fifty. Yeah, some story that would be. Get after it. Yeah, I mean, he was he, the funny thing is Marco's on the pole for the five hundred only two years ago, or three years ago, twenty twenty. Yeah. Like it's it's wild. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I hope he does. I hope he does. It's great for uh, it's great for the spectacle, and it's great for uh, the series. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Errol McLaren uh, going with the full-time three rides. Obviously, Pato, Felix, and Alex Rossi coming in. Alexander Rossi, the newcomer. And then you had Tony Kanaan uh, giving his final go. Uh, the last chapter, the final ride at the Indy 500 in 2023 in the 66 ride. Um, weird year for McLaren, too. A lot of expectations going into 2023. There's been expectations, uh, you know, for, for a little bit now with this team and the drivers they got there, especially with Alexander Rossi getting a fresh start, coming over from Andretti after all those oh, years, yeah. new colors. Um, but, but no wins. No wins for Aaron McLaren and in IndyCar in 2023. I mean, how crazy is that? Like, I, I just look at this stat sheet and you look at it and you're like, they did everything but win. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, crazy. literally. I mean, Pano second four times. Yeah, um, didn't did ever didn't ever get a pole, which is also kind of interesting. Um, qualified second twice. Yeah, uh, but then Felix was the was the pole king there. Exactly. Uh, yeah, for 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 McLaren in the sixth ride, but his best finish was second. Um, he did that once. He had two poles. I mean, he had both the five and say really five, six, and seven were were both um, up towards the front. We're in it. We're battling the eighty five hundred as well. Uh, yeah, we saw what happened with with Pato. Um, how many laps was that? Like twenty eighteen or something like that left? No, there was a few to go. Yeah, I mean he he was definitely he was definitely going for it at the end. I, I think it was a very silly move still. Uh, but you got to go for it when you when you get a chance. But still, when there's 
you know, if it was one lap to go, I get it. But 20 to go, maybe just save that, save that, but put that, put the old gun back in the holster for, you know, maybe sure. a couple more laps. <laughs> put it all nice there, shoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I, but maybe a little bit of 2022 later in and uh, the young yeah. fellow line and why he made it like that. Uh, but yeah, you had Felix uh, qualify in the front row uh, for the Indy 500. Like I said, two poles. Uh, his best finish was was second. And then Rossi. Um, I'd say in my mind, a more uh, competitive year for him than his last couple at Andretti. I know he got the win at the Indy GP in August with Andretti in his final year there. Um, but I always felt, at least me personally, I felt like he was more of a threat each and every weekend, uh, in the seven ride with McLaren than the last couple of years. Um, then we saw with Andretti Autosport, his best finish was P3 once he's up on the podium. Best qualifying was P3 twice. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you have it in the notes here. He was always kind of around the top five, especially the first half of the year. Uh, but but not able to, just like the rest of his teammates, come away with a checkered flag in 2023. Yeah, very interesting. Like, it's, like, Rossi, like, when you look through all the results sheets, you're like, well, he's he's there. He's just, like, you know, fourth, fifth, like, se- seventh. Like, yeah, just kind of hanging around. Um, yep. Obviously had that pit incident uh, at one of the oval races, I believe, with, with Kyle Kirkwood. Um, so a couple things there. But, like, Alex, very consistent, but he... You know, he. I think he wants to find that just that that next little bit. Um, but again, I, I would say the most consistent team at being right there. You know what I mean? Like the most consistent in the hunt team. And you know, I mean, they had all four cars in the fast twelve shootout or whatever at the Indy five hundred too. Yep. So like, you know, you know, Kyle Larson is going to be pumped about that because even you know we had Tony Kanaan on there too. He qualified oh, yeah. 16, qualified ninth, finished sixteenth in the Indy five hundred. So. You know, there's there's a lot that McLaren, I'm sure, as you know, they've got a ton of people and a very, very aggressive, um, you know, environment on like, hey, we got to win. But I mean, they got a lot of trophies. So still, still, yep. still got to be proud of that. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Yep, no doubt. All right, RLL, team that you hopped in a ride for a little bit. Tell us about it. Yes, yeah. So the 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 Ray Hall Letterman Landing and Race team, um, very interesting to see their year as you kind of go through the uh you know the the results pages um you know let's start with graham obviously graham the 15 car his best finish of the year was p2 uh but got two poles so i think graham definitely feels like he missed out on a on a win and and definitely a second podium there at the indy gp later in uh, in the season um yeah. but i mean if you would have asked me you know, early on in the year, like, like Graham finished in the top 10, I think at St. Pete or so one of the races in the first three races, but like in general, like after May, you'd be like, man, these guys are struggling. This could be tough go. Yeah. And then <laughs> to have go. two poles, you know, uh, a second place finish on the year. I mean, I would say a- a- as a, if you're a Graham Ray Hall fan, like that's gotta be something that you're, you're quite happy about. Uh, and that's gotta be super satisfying for Graham too. I mean, I know what that type of, 
kind of like revitalization feels like not not like I was qualifying on pole, but just feeling that speed again and that ability to do it uh, is really cool. So good to see that for Graham and that that team definitely I think will have uh, and, and and there's a couple questions about this later, but very. I think they've probably they're probably going to set very high standards for themselves next year, as they should. Um, so to move on to the 45 car, Christian Lundgaard, uh, one win, two poles. Uh, so you know, great to see his debut win or his first win of his IndyCar career. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, having two poles as well is very strong. Uh, and you know, when you look at it again, that team, four poles for that team. Uh, which is very close to Andretti, but not quite the Andretti number. Um, but again, solid to think of, you know, that's more poles than McLaren as well. You know what I mean? So you kind of got that really interesting qualifying numbers. Um, but Christian Lungard, I would say, again, he's going to want to work on the ovals. That'll be the biggest addition to his game because he's still finishing in the top eight in the championship, uh, which is really, really strong. Uh, so the 30 car, right? We're going to move on to Jack Harvey's results there first. Uh, yep. Jack Harvey's finish, uh, best finish of the year was 13th. Uh, his best qualifying effort, which I forgot about, was fourth, though, I believe at their Indy GP early on in the season. Uh, but again, that that season, you know, when you look at the race results, it just it, it was not going the right way for Jack. Uh, and, I, and I've been hanging out a lot with Jack over the last couple of weeks, and, you know, I've, get, I've talked to him a lot about it. Um, you know, there's there was a lot that went wrong, but there was a lot that, uh, you know, when you look, it's sad, but when you look at these pure results, and again, I, you know, in my only one race with that team, you know, I, I don't have any big numbers to put up, neither does Vips, but, uh, but it's, it's just tough because you have 15 car P2, two poles, one win, two poles, and then having your best finishes 13th and, and fourth qualifying, fourth and qualifying that that's tough. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I do hope Jack gets another chance, maybe in another environment, something new. Um, but, uh, but for myself, uh, my best finish for that team, obviously in the one race that I did was 16, uh, best qualifying was 15, uh, but obviously P 11 after the, the penalties. Um, and, uh, we obviously know what happened in that race. I think we had, uh, if you're a listener to this show, there were many, many things that were, were going wrong for us, but I, I truly believe that we had a, a better opportunity than that, but those are the numbers. Um, and so Yuri Vips as well in the 30 car best qualifying effort was seventh. So great, uh, great qualifying he had at uh, Laguna Seca. But again, two races, best finish 18th. So those are the raw numbers. Uh, that's what it looks like. Uh, and then obviously we've got the 44 car, Catherine Legg, uh, qualified 30th, finished 33rd in the race. That was just a tough, that was a tough, uh, just tough overall. Yep. Get in there with uh, Wilson and yeah. Yeah, and I, I would say still some of the I have this in the little notes section, but Catherine Legg being the highest qualifying Ray Hall car in thirtieth uh, is just astounding. Uh, yep. You know, Graham Graham being in very you know not making the race at Indy to then having such an impressive run at the end has to be a very very great uh, you know feeling. Uh, and then Lundgaard, you know, Lundgaard after the year like he had is going to get paid whatever he wants to get paid at, at Ray Hall or anywhere else in the future. So, uh, you know, good good for him. Good for him. Yep, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a bunch on this show, like you said, of the uh, rebound after Indy and just um, they're really, really down and out. And then you saw a lot of, you know, pretty solid results, definitely in qualifying, you know, Lundgaard getting up there, getting a win. So, 
good stuff for RLL and uh, yeah, looking forward to 2024. No doubt. Let's go now to Meyer Shank Racing, another team that we saw Connor Daly hop in the ride for this year. Uh, in the 60 car, which was, of course, um, being held by uh, Simon Pagano to start the year. His best finish was 13th. Best qualifying was in the top 10 once at P8. Uh, and then we saw that just really, I mean, a horrific crash that luckily ended up um, having him be able to walk away with that from that. And we know that he's, you know, had the recovery process um, happening, taking that very, very seriously and being very cautious with the, the head injury uh, that he suffered through that. But, I mean, thank God. I mean, you go and watch that replay, man. And we, I know we talked about it when it happened, but just the fact still that, that he could walk away from that is is pretty remarkable. Thank God. Um, but after sure. middle, uh, we saw Connor. You hop in there, best finish P17, best qualifying P15, but a lot of pace in that car, especially like when you said when you were out there um, at Iowa. Uh, Lundquist hopped in there, best finish P12, best qualifying P11, and then uh, Tom Blomquist, who you're going to see in this ride full-time going forward next year. His best finish was 24th. Um, so not, mu not much to write home about there for Tom, uh, but hoping to turn the chapter there for him and uh, or turn the page himself there in that ride in 2024 and then of course you had elio we had kind of that uh, what was that mid-season announcement where he was like or end of the season or he's like hey I'm not, yeah towards the end I'm yeah kind of retired i'm not like you know somebody calls me but i'm gonna be an advisor i'm gonna have ownership now in meyer shank racing i'm still gonna have the drive for five going on we do we, we talked about marco earlier we're going until he's 45 I mean, we're expecting to probably have uh, Elio. I wouldn't put it past him until he's 60 for this man to keep going uh, until he gets that fifth, uh, that elusive fifth Indy 500 championship. His best finish, P10. Best qualifying, P8. Um, the only top 10 finish for Meyer Shank Racing was Elio there uh, with that P10. Um, but, you know, like you said, we talked about it when you were in that ride, the 60 ride. Uh, you know, you, there, there's pace in that car. Uh, love Mike Shank. Um, we saw that Linus was able to get it, uh, P12, P11 qualifying, P12 finished there. Um, but uh, I think overall for Meyer Shank Connor, uh, 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 another up and down year, uh, um, kind of a just out of it year in terms of results. Uh, but yeah, like you said, man, I mean, Elio's someone who he could go uh, win five, you know, the fifth, the fifth one for in Meyer in a Meyer Shank card next May. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, there's a, there's plenty of pace in the 60 car that you were able to experience yourself uh, that could be tapped into. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you what, like the the Blomquist thing is still wild for me when you look at the pure results. You know, his best qualifying was 20th, uh, and in in just a couple of races that he had in 24th. But then you know, Elio, there was a 10th place finish and a P8 qualifying. But boy, Elio really did struggle through the middle and then tried to come back towards the end with a couple decent races. Um, but like when you when you when I read the next team, Yukos Racing, their their best results, um, you know, both cars, it, it's it's fascinating to see. But you know, I I for sure know where you know when you look at the true numbers on speed, where we were at Mid Ohio uh, after having to start last, and and the speed that we had at Iowa with the strategy not going our way, like there was definitely more in it. So uh, definitely felt like you know that team gave me a, a better car than we were able to achieve there. Um, but, uh, but just such a different experience, but I, I know that they, they don't want to have a year like that again. They know that they can come back and be better. So, and I'm sure they will, uh, you know, Tom will get up to speed. Uh, you know, Felix is going to come in ready to just get right into the, you know, right into the thick of it. 
So I think they're going to have a really good year next year. Um, so let's get right into Yunkos. Uh, now we're getting down to the smaller teams. Uh, you know, 77 car, Callum Eilat, obviously. Uh, best finish was fifth twice. And that was pretty much at the beginning of the year and the end of the year. So, uh, you know, Callum had a rough go for a while. Um, but best qualifying of the year was P8. Obviously, that's great. Uh, but but again, the year before, he qualified on the front row at, at Laguna Seca on the last race. So I would say that team maybe took a miniature step back. Uh, a couple things that they probably did a little bit better. Uh, the 78 car, uh, Augustine Canapino, his best finish was 12th three times. So he finished 12th three times, which is pretty wild. I, I did not realize that. But his best qualifying was only 18th. Um, so I, I, I did not realize that either, but... Um, looking at some of the details of the team, is there a lot of turmoil? I don't know. It seemed like there was a lot. There's obviously a lot of, um, you know, a lot of hatred towards Callum coming from uh, a lot of the Argentinian fan base. You know, no offense to them, but that's just what's happening. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know if it's all fully justified. Um, but, uh, but Canapino, I would say, had a strong season with not many mistakes. I think that's the most impressive thing about Canapino was just the fact that, like, you know, not a, not a lot. We did, we did not know much about Augustine Canapino uh, before he got here. Uh, and now, and, and I would say he had a solid year. So I would say he deserves another shot. Both cars did great not having to fight to get into the 500. Uh, and you got to remember, Callum finished 12th at the Indy 500, which I, I thought I, I forgot about. That, I think that was great for a small team like that. So yep. now we move on to the Ed Carpenter Racing Team, Joey. Yeah. I will uh, not talk about this one, but yeah. I might add some small facts. <laughs> uh, pretty much Connor finished eighth at the Indy 500, and um, they didn't really do anything else the entire year. So uh, <laughs> I can't say that. Uh, Renus finished uh, sixth in a race. He qualified uh, on the front row. I don't remember what race it was, but he Indy had Indy 500. Oh shit! That's right. He's always on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. He's always That's on the front right. row of the. He's always on the front row of the five hundred. Weird. Um, but yep, Ryan Hunter Ray came in um, after uh, what was it? it was before Road America, um, and took over the twenty ride. But yep, it was just kind of uh, hey, they're there. Hey, we're here. We're racing, and uh, that's CCR. Yeah, no, and, and just to add on to that, to be fair to everyone, uh, you know, Ryan had pretty much average finishing in the 20s uh, until the last race. But the last race at Laguna Seca really changed the outlook of both this car and the driver of the next team, uh, Stingray Rob, their best finishes of the season. Um, because obviously Ryan finished 10th at, uh, at a race where everyone crashed. Uh, and then his best qualifying of the year was P16. Uh, Ed's best qualifying of the year was actually fourth in that car, but best finish of 13th on the year. So, uh, Obviously, you know there there was a lot of there a lot going on there. We will not comment, but we're trying to be fair and say, hey, tough season overall for that group. Uh, you know, Renus finishing 14th in the championship, he's way better than that. Uh, so you know, there there will be more to come. I hope for Renus. Uh, but yeah, there's also you know we'll talk more about that in 2024. <laughs> there we go. Move it to 24. Tell us about yeah. Daniel Coin and what they're right. going on. Yeah, moving to Dale Coin Racing. This is a very, very separated group here. Uh, obviously, um, David Malukas, very different driver than Singray Bob. Singray Rob, um, you know, the 18 car, their best finish was third. Uh, their best qualifying was third. 
A couple great results there for David Malukas. Uh, But again, I would say he even admitted that they might have taken a little bit of a step back in some of their road and street courses. Um, The 51 car, Stingray Rob, best finish was 12th at the last race of the season. But before that, I think it was like 19th or something like that. Uh, Maybe 18th, definitely not a tremendous one. Best qualifying in the year, 21st for the 51 car. Um, So, yeah, that was... That was a tough one. Uh, no leader circle, obviously, for the 51 car. Uh, but the 18 car, you know, they managed to stay in the leader circle. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on to another two-car team with A.J. Foyt racing. Yep, pretty much Indy was the only thing to write home about this year. And A.J. Foyt, 14-16 of Ferrucci, obviously finished third there. Had a great qualifying there. P4 and the red, white, and blue, uh, 14. Uh, Benjamin Peterson also uh, was in the Fast 12 um, at the Indy 500. Uh, was was on pace for uh, to 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 have his best finish of the year there as well, but then obviously uh, got crashed and then finished P fifteen. Uh, there not not much really you know besides Benjamin Peterson being in the fast twelve at Indy. Um, I'd say the thing that he was remembered for most in twenty twenty three was just pissing off all of the other drivers and having that storyline happen. Um, Santino. Not a lot there at all besides uh, the the two weeks at Indy on that oval. But, I mean, that is something to be said and something to look forward to for Foy in 2024, especially with their partnership with Penske, uh, the speed that they're able to tap into uh, on those ovals, Connor. And, uh, you know, it's something that's uh, for the big one, right? And then, and then for uh, oval racing, whether it be at Texas, which I just got a report that uh, apparently, who knows if that's even going to happen in 2024. That's a yeah. conversation. Um, but, it uh, could be enticing. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I, I looked at Benjamin Peterson. I know uh, there was some grief given to him by by you, Joey, by me as well. <laughs> but Benjamin, to be fair, him finishing uh, him him finishing fifteenth, um, you know, not great, but like Benjamin had a low key decent race at Texas. Like Texas is a difficult race, and when you look at that result there at Texas you're like man that's actually not bad compared to who was still running uh and then qualifying in the top 12 at Indy I mean that is I mean that's massive so I I was looking at some of that and you know there was obviously a lot of mechanical problems for him as well and you know Benjamin got destroyed by Graham Rahal in the Indy 500 and absolutely written off by Ed Carpenter in St. Louis and, you know, had that not happened, you know, Indy's probably his best race of the year. Uh, you know, he had stayed in the fight, didn't make any, uh, you know, didn't make any mistakes. Um, but, yeah, I would say there's still a lot of differences between where they were at at Indy compared to everywhere else. But they're now they're a Penske satellite team. I mean, they're, they're a Penske-affiliated organization. I think that team is going to have a massive uptick in performance uh, next year for sure. Yeah, hard not to when you got the old Penske tie-in there, right? I know um, I'm calling them. I know I'm certainly <laughs> calling them. <laughs> uh, all right, Dryer Reinbold Racing. Uh, we had two Indy-only cars there. Connor, tell us more. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, You know, obviously, this will be quick, but DRR, when you look at it, put competitive cars out there. Hunter Ray, uh, you know, finishing 11th uh, in that car as a one-off is great, 18th. Uh, you know, Stefan had speed all month of May, uh, but obviously Graham, you know, Stefan qualified at 25th. Graham finished at 22nd, but he wrecked. Uh, so we just got to give him credit. I, I would say just give him credit again 
for, you know, never, you know, they're definitely not the ones that have to fight to get into the race. Uh, and, and, and I, I now having driven for them in the rally cross stuff, nitro cross, uh, great, great people there. And, and I, you know, if I, if I ever get to a point where, you know, that we're, we're looking for something or need to, you know, I, I would love to drive for them, uh, at the Indy 500 at some point, um, because they're, they're, they're a great group of people. So, so really interesting. And obviously you could, you could take our, our boy, RC Anderson too. Last and last but not least, the Able Motorsports team, Joey. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, when you come in from this one up like this with a team like that, and you are able to avoid last chance qualifying, <laughs> uh, you you qualify P29 for the big show for the Indy 500. Um, yeah, I mean that that that's you got to say that is just a huge accomplishment in itself, right? Well, I thought that was fantastic for them to make the race and not have to worry about that. Yeah, I mean, dude. That was huge. They they outdid a team that has with a team. We oh, go yeah. the, with a team like that, and you're kind of like, okay, that's going to be one of the ones there at the end for the for the last show. I mean, it's just kind of like a given, right? And then for that not to be, hell yeah, oh yeah, yeah, great stuff there. And honestly, super happy for RC for what he had to deal with, uh, you know, missing the race uh, not too long ago. So uh, great stuff for them. And that's kind of uh, first of all, did we forget anyone? I'm 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 99% sure we didn't forget. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure so. I went through it. I got them all. You were locked so. in for like six hours. You must I was locked like in on this document. Adderalls just freaking. <laughs> yeah, not allowed to do Adderall. Never done that. But yeah, it's uh, I just focused <laughs> on focused in on it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of let us know what you think as well. If if you learned anything from this, uh, if you have anything else you want to add, um, you know, we've obviously got you know. We we just looked at factual numbers, right? There's definitely average finishes of the season. There's average qualifyings of the season. There's top tens that matter. There's top twelves because if you're in the top twelve, you get the money. That's the only prize money positions that are available. Uh, you know, we obviously did. There was a lot of research done into the uh, you know the top twenty two in car points. So there was a lot of stuff in there, but that's just kind of the raw details. A few things that I think that we you know were able to to look at and cover. So. Um, so I, 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 yeah, let us know what you think of it. I appreciate you doing that, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Full season review there. 2023. Cannot wait for 2024 though. All right. Uh, we also had questions, some fan audience questions, uh, some interaction that we're going to get into here. Uh, so let's hop into it, man. We've got plenty. got 15 pages of questions that were submitted. (laughs) 15 pages of screenshots. (laughs) Yeah. Of screenshots of questions. So. Uh, appreciate everybody there with the engagement. All right, let's start off um, with, I think, what's on a lot of people's minds, Connor, from Trucker Lex 93 If you talk about your options for next year, and what are they? IndyCar, IMSA, NASCAR, or other? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. And obviously, this kind of helps eliminate about 20 or 30 other questions about, you know, what the future <laughs> looks like. Uh, you know, there were a couple of questions from folks about, you know, would I be interested in going to NASCAR? Like, would you go to the NASCAR Cup Series? And it's like, well, I'm not going to get chosen for that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have the ability to choose my own destiny right now. Uh, yeah. You know, we are in uh, great conversations right now with with Todd Albit and Isle, uh, And a lot of people have asked, you know, what that relationship is like. That relationship never went away. Um, so, you know, Bitnile.com was on my Nitro Cross car. They were on my NASCAR truck suit. Uh you know, have have always been, uh, you know, remained uh, working with them, um, and uh, and yeah, so we're we're trying to figure out where we all end up, uh, you know, where, where we uh, can work together next year. 
Uh, you know, they obviously have some decisions to make as well for them. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, IMSA is, is something that seems to me very hard to break into uh, unless you have a really good factory tie with, with some sort of manufacturer. Uh, the NASCAR stuff, again, the only way I'm going to get into NASCAR is if someone wants to put me in uh, or or if, if there's a big sponsor behind me. That That's the only way I'm going to get in. Like, I, I can't just go cup racing with $30 million. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to just get in a NASCAR, you know, sanctioned event just to do it. You know, I did that with, uh, with the number 50 car. Uh, and that, that's honestly, that, that was great to experience, but like, I, I don't get into start and park in NASCAR or be, be the, you know, the, the C tier team. I, I experienced a little bit of that, uh, this year. So, you know, if, if I went NASCAR truck racing, that's where I would, I would want to go. I do believe there are for sure going to be some NASCAR truck, uh, races on my schedule next year. Uh, you know, hopefully with the Nice Motorsports team, cause they, you know, they're who I've got a great relationship with. But right now, the goal is still IndyCar. Whether or not it's full-time, I don't know. Uh, but there, there is a, a good chance at being in IndyCar at some level. Um, and then I would say the schedule could get yet again be diverse next year. <laughs> so hopefully that answers. Like, would I, if, if, if there was a couple, if I was offered a NASCAR seat in any of the top three levels, would I take it? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, if right. I have some support right. to go... NASCAR race or IndyCar racing, I would I would obviously look towards that first because there's a lot more that I want to do there. When this is just a me question, what do you have a timeline for for that? Like a new like, can we expect it or are we still just? Oh, I have no idea. No idea. Yeah, yeah. I I would say obviously the sooner rather than later. Like, yeah, you always want to have your deal done before Thanksgiving. I feel like that would be ideal. Okay, um, but you know, I had some great calls today. Literally today, I was on the phone for four hours uh, with different team owners, partners, uh, you know, different sponsors, even some folks that have supported us in the past. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff, but, uh, won't know until we know. And who knows who's real or not as well. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. From, uh, Michael underscore Zedrick, the fourth, uh, what does the off season look like for you? And then also we'll go ahead and get into the second part of this question too. What if five, what do you, you, we should get into that too, right? Yeah, what do you think of five cars of Ganassi was another one that he sent in, yeah. Yeah, because that, that kind of takes care of We had a couple other questions later on, and again, we're trying to make this so it's not a super long situation, but off-season for us, like for me right now, last year I had the luxury of not having, I wasn't in a contract year, um, but this this time of year is really stressful. I have not slept at all all week, uh, just because you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it's very difficult because you don't have the ability to control your own destiny. I don't know how much support I have behind me yet. Uh, I have an idea of what I have behind me. Um, but, uh, but I've also, there's also a lot of other players right now on the field, uh, you know, coming over to IndyCar. There's a, there are way more drivers than you think, uh, talking to IndyCar team owners, uh, and some names that might surprise you as well. Um, which I will not list. But uh, but there are some definitely some 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 heavy hitters, some people that have some funding that that have a, a number that you hope to have more than their number. Uh, it's basically who's got the biggest check, but also who is the best fit. Um, so it's really just working on the business side. For me, off season as well. I would like to go on a vacation at some point. But for me, there's a lot of training to stay fit for whatever happens next year, whatever we can get into, um, and then and then it's all business all business all the time and speed street the speed street podcast we're going to do that too nice where, <laughs> where, where do you want to go where do you want to go i have no idea i gotta do i want to do something for my birthday in december i might go to hawaii i know there's lots of fires up down there but 
Uh, I would love to go to Hawaii, uh, somewhere where it, it, uh, it, yeah, somewhere over there. Who knows? We'll see. Okay, cool. All right, and but, then uh, what do you think of five guards of Ganassi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we again, we I wanted to get into this a little bit more. Obviously, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, and and Joe, you brought it up, but uh, you know, Kiffin Simpson at, at at Ganassi, four cars is a lot. Five cars is more than anyone else, right? Like so that that is. When you talk about the best team in IndyCar, right? They ran yep. four cars at the highest level, and like that was really impressive. But at what stage does is there too much? I I don't know because I think there was another question in here, and again, I don't I don't mean to skip your name if you ask this question, but there was a question about what separates Ganassi from from other teams, and I think when you see who works there, when when you see you know the, the mechanics or, or or the engineers, the people that you hear from. Uh, you know, and I talk to Michael Cannon a lot, who is a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, you know, he obviously works at the Foyt team now. Um, what you hear about Ganassi is every single person there wants to win. now, And, and they will do whatever it takes to win. A a whatever it takes. It doesn't matter. Winning is the only attitude. And every single person has that attitude. Um, and so that's very, very important. They have very, very smart people there. Uh, and, and, but, but to go to five cars is tough. Like that's adding another, maybe 20, 30 people, uh, you know, and, and it's hard to find great people these days because there's so many full-time cars, right? Everyone's fighting for people. So I think it'll be very interesting to see if it affects the general performance at all. They've got three really young people now on that team, three really young drivers. And then you've got Alex Pillow and Scott Dixon who have won, you know, almost 10 championships between them. Um, so that's that's a wild dynamic, but I don't think they lose anything. But it does offer us folks that follow along maybe some interesting things to pay attention to. I would say, yeah, no, definitely the resources. I mean, <laughs> even for the big teams, once you get those numbers, it's uh, you got to play just a fair numbers game, you know. So <laughs> exactly, and the fact that he's eighteen, nineteen years old will also be interesting to watch uh go down um all right let's go to uh jin c man 94 who is your racing idol more than your dad oh yeah that's an interesting question uh i would say there's a couple people um realistically i looked up to dan weldon a lot growing up uh dan weldon was a great a great person uh, a great friend uh, of mine, great influence as well, helped out a lot. Uh, there were also people like uh, Sam Hornish Jr., who was very helpful for me when I was younger. Um, but uh, you know, people I looked up to, like you know, Michael Schumacher was always the 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 idol for young folks growing up. Um, and and yeah, I would say those are those are some folks that that I looked up to for sure. Maddie Light underscore 20 wants to know any chance you and Joey get a studio together for the pod. Would love that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just tough. Like, we, you know, we were with Dirty Mo and, and we record with Ben every week. And so we have this setup now where we do this uh, remotely. And, and yeah, no, it's just, and we, we, we have studio spaces, obviously, that we used to do it in, but it's just with the, what we do with Dirty Mo and, and with our production and everything like that, it just, it kind of doesn't make sense, really, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually that would be awesome, but but we also have to respect where everyone is too. You know what I mean? Like it's you know we love that having been involved with uh, Dirty Mo being in Charlotte. Like 
that's great that those DVC guys can get in there and and everyone that whole organization is based in one city, right? So we're a little bit of the outliers, but hopefully yeah. people enjoy this and obviously a studio will be cool. Uh, we talked a little bit about a future guest, maybe all of us flying to a studio to do an episode. Maybe I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe sometime in the future. Um, from Star Wars pilots, I promise this is on my burner account as well. <laughs> is this your burner account? <laughs> what driver had the most impressive drive any one week? For example, overcoming injury, poor car, etc. Uh, interesting question. I I. I I don't know if there's one answer for this. I would say, um, you know, a lot of people would probably say Linus Lundquist in Nashville, but, you know, he he did end up in the wall in that race too. So uh, there was a lot of impressiveness about that. Uh, You know, him finishing 12th as well. Great, solid finish. Um, I would say, I would say the most baffling thing if you say any one week, it was qualifying week for AJ Foyt racing. I think that was the most baffling thing about the whole season was uh, qualifying for that team. That was pretty wild to watch, uh, pretty wild to see. Um, so yeah, those were those were some 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 really interesting uh, you know results. I would say this year, overcoming a poor car injury that might not be included in that. Um, but uh, the funny thing is, actually, this is. Maybe maybe a lot of people didn't know this, but like Alex Pillow actually had a bit of a a swollen hand after one of the races towards the end of the year. Um, I believe he got uh, he was in some accident towards the end of the year or had some side to side contact with someone. Sometimes the wheels flip out of our hands, the steering wheel flip out of our hands. And I know yeah. Alex was in pain for a little bit uh, in one of those races. So, but he just overcomes everything and is, is successful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those guys just wouldn't slow down at Indy, man. That's yeah, true. yeah, exactly. It's Jeff Common. Uh, what's up no go ahead I was like I I wanted to see if Ben wanted to go to page three and we just start getting and Ben can read some of these off too if you want Ben you want to go to I got one here I want to get okay yeah yeah go for it go for it uh, from Drew underscore Asbel 26 how many full time cars do you see DD card next year 27 engines play into this right what page is that on (laughs) number three okay number three got it um I, when you think about how many full-time entries, you have to think about the tracks that we go to as well. Like if you have 28 full-time cars, I'm not actually sure 28 fit in the Toronto pit lane. So <laughs> there, there are some places that are actually pretty tight on, um, on, on spacing. So that really is the big question um, when it comes to, how many cars and now again I don't I don't I think if there are extra cars they're gonna do it right but uh but yeah curious to see I, I don't think we get to 28 I, I think we stay at 27 but uh who knows Ben you want to take over yeah so um this is also on the third page uh, I'm assuming they're talking about uh the events you've ran this year is this from uh sass- sausage maybe like sausage but <laughs> maybe I don't know uh, of all the non-indie events you participated in, which one did you enjoy the most? Oh man, I that that's tough. Uh, I would say probably the Daytona 500. I know there was a lot of craziness, but just getting to experience that was uh, was pretty cool. I would obviously have loved to have been in a slightly better position for that. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was that was super unique to be a part of, and I have no idea if I'll get a chance to ever do it again. So pretty cool to to have got to have done that. 
Yeah, next one, uh, Benny Factor Vevo or Vivo. Uh, they asked about uh, you driving the GT40 uh, this past week, and was it yeah. totally badass or was it rad as hell? Yeah, so there was a, this. This kind of eliminates a couple other questions from the list too. Um, the GT40, the 1966, I labeled it 1965 at one point, but the 1965 Le Mans winner was the Ferrari, which Jack Harvey drove. Um, but uh, it's it's it, it was really cool. We obviously didn't get to go too fast because we we couldn't actually wear helmets in the cars because they were too small. We wouldn't have made able to fit in there, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Um, but pretty wild. Like as soon as you turn the thing on, starts up real well. As soon as you shut the door, you're crying because it's got race fuel and fumes, and you're like, I can't see. We got to go. Uh, but pretty simple to drive. Gearbox was great for a, you know for an older vehicle. Sounded incredible, just raw power. Um, but uh, from what I could, like this, the steering wheel is like kind of almost like it's it's very old. So you just got to be careful. But I, I wish we could have gone a little bit faster. But I also want to take care of uh, one of America's finest uh, automobiles. So um, so pretty pretty cool to drive. Uh, the sound was the best, and just getting. I mean, that car is worth you know probably over twenty million dollars. So pretty incredible to to have that in my hands. <laughs> um, this could just be a quick little rundown for him, but from Rocket QH, uh, they asked if you can explain the car changes we'll see starting in 2024. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I actually just heard about some of the testing with the uh, the hybrid unit. Uh, you know, they're they're obviously gonna is gonna be a hybrid element to uh, to next year, and I don't actually know a ton about it yet. Uh, I know it adds weight to the car. Uh, I know that there is, you know, a hybrid element where we're going to try to use it for, you know, boost potential help to the overtake system. Um, but uh, it will be different. It will change the balance of the cars. There were a couple other questions about this too, uh, where I, I think the uh, there might be some different teams taking advantage of it in different ways. Uh, right now, you've got Pensy and Ganassi doing all the testing, right? So there's, you know, those guys already have a big advantage. They try to keep it fair and not to let them work on stuff, but those guys have the familiarity with it. Um, so that, but that's how racing works. The biggest and best teams always get to test the new stuff first. Um, so I'll be curious to see what it's like when other folks get their hands on it uh, as well. Um, and we can kind of skip the rest on uh, on that that page. Um, what do you think? Maybe we go to page five. There's a lot on page Yeah, number five. five. I kind of like this one. This is from uh, Two Day Dream Believers. Uh, Racer talked about TV after 2024. Drivers slash paddock happy with NBC. Any rumors about what's to come with that? Yeah, I don't. it's very interesting. I mean, TV deals are very important right now. I mean, Joey, I don't know what you think about where where IndyCar could go or what, what might be next if streaming is a route. But, like, I know our relationship with, M- with NBC is great. I-, I love working with the folks at NBC. I would say I was a little bit, it was a little sad to see NBC use a Formula One car on a graphic during Sunday Night Football. That was a little bit concerning for me, uh, considering that NBC uh, owns the uh, rights to the IndyCar stuff. But obviously Miami had a Formula One race. I I understood it, but I was like, oh man, if you're going to use racing, maybe let's use IndyCar. I don't know. (laughs) What do you think, Joey? You would think. um, No, I've enjoyed enjoyed, uh, watching the product with IndyCar. Uh, the broadcast team, um, and I mean, to be honest, the fact that they're willing to get IndyCar on a giant national audience on cable for what thirteen out of seventeen races or fourteen out of seventeen races—that's a I lot mean, of cable. Yeah, it's a lot of cable. Like, 
Yeah, you know, I think that has to be a tip of the cap and a thank you there at some point to be like, hey, uh, all these ratings that we've seen and this 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 growth that we've seen that we're all very excited about and proud about and can't wait to continue. Um, you know, how much of that comes from the fact that hey, now almost every Sunday, you know, when when IndyCar is racing, uh, we're tapping into millions and millions of people right there on just their basic, hey, turn on the tube and it's there. Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, you know, you got to try to capitalize on the momentum um, of the way that it's going. And like you said, like you see this all the time with, you know, the National Football League and college football and whatnot. And now NASCAR obviously is, is diving into it more and more. Um, so it's, it's big. It's a big, big business, man. And it's going to be, I think it might be the most important decision and a business deal uh, that happens for IndyCar and the next. I don't know how many years. Uh, I agree. You know, you get set up with the right thing. You fall into something like how F1 did uh, with ESPN and the no commercial broadcast there. Then the Netflix, all of a sudden, boom, there you go. Uh, so it's huge. It's huge. I love that. Yeah, it's it, you're, you're definitely right. Um, all right, there's a couple other questions on that that page as well. I think are that are decent. What do you think, Ben? Let me get. Let me. Let me. Let me see here. Let me see here uh, because I keep it every time that I. All right, number five. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a kind of a downer one, but interesting, I, I suppose, nonetheless. Um, well, actually, no, let's go to this one. Deborah Doppenberg, is there any racetrack in another country that you have ever wanted to race on that maybe you haven't yet because we know that you have raced? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I've been lucky to get um, – around the world in racing. Um, but, uh, there's one track for sure. And I think IndyCar, I wish, <clears throat> I wish IndyCar still raced in Japan. Uh, you know, I would love to race at Suzuka, the road course there, but also Motegi. I felt like the IndyCar race at Motegi back in the day, uh, obviously Danica won there. Uh, and it was, uh, but that was a great oval race for IndyCar racing. Uh, and I think Japan racing in Japan would just be awesome. So that, that for me would be a big one. Um, I think on that page, I think we should save some of these for another episode too, because we've definitely we've definitely talked a lot about the the sport in this episode. But um, there was one here, B seventeen underscore fan Kirkwood's flying wheel at the five hundred could have ended racing as we know it. I disagree. Have they fixed that issue? Uh, I think IndyCar always works to fix that stuff, but this is still motorsport, so stuff flies and stuff is gonna explode and stuff is gonna wreck, but. You know, they, they did reinforce the tethers. I know that. Um, but you never know. Like, when we're doing 230 miles an hour and you make a, you try to basically slam two vehicles together, you never know what's going to happen. So, obviously, we hope that, you know, they can fix that and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be all right. But, yeah, I, I don't think it would have ended racing as we know it. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, we, we saw a lot of stuff back in the We used to see cars flying to the stands and mow down 100 people. So, right. I, I'm glad we're not in that era anymore, but, like, Man, this is when you buy those tickets to that race, you understand that there's risk associated with that as well. <laughs> yeah, the racing history. I mean, for God's sake, we do have a Ricky Treadway ran Mini 500 driver of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, let's, like you said, we're about halfway through on these, Connor. We can save yeah. a lot of them for the other ones. Let's um, go with a couple. Let's go with one of these that was asked Space Ace 3. A couple other people asked this too. If we're going to be at the Dirty Mo Experience in Las Vegas, no, not that I know of. I don't know if you, Ben, are going Please. or or Joey. I don't, are you going, Joey? No, I yeah, I, I, I don't know. Wish. I would love. Yeah, the I don't. 
I don't think I can go because that's uh, Alex Rossi's getting married that weekend. So I that is where I will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, on this on this page six, we have a few other pages to get to. And again, we I do want to get to a lot of these, but we we have a lot of off season episodes to get to as well. Now let's move on to regular thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think there 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 was a couple interesting ones. Uh, couldn't ask for more. Ask, would you rather a top tier ride in a different category or a low tier ride in IndyCar? That is actually a tough question. Um, I, I think a top tier ride in NASCAR or uh, NASCAR would really be the only other category. Maybe IMSA, but uh, it would it would definitely be it would it's something that I cannot give you an answer for right now. <laughs> I would say that I just sure. don't know. Yeah, Has um, been- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, obviously there's one other question. Sorry, Joe, just to get to Seaton twelve sixty eight. Would you drive a dirt sprint car? No, I've told people that all the time. No, no, no. I'm not driving a sprint car. You will never see me in one. It's not because I don't like it. It's just because I know I I know where to stay in my lane. I don't want to. That's just not where I'm qualified. I've retired from midget racing as well. No more midget dirt racing for me. Uh, you'll just never see me in one of those. So sorry. <laughs> And then I'm going to end here with Scotty Leisure. What kind of cars do Joey and Ben drive? There you go. <laughs> uh, ben, what are you what are you with in there? Oh, man, I can't wait to hear your guys' response to this. So I drive a 2005 silver Toyota Prius. All right. Big environment yeah. guy. Huh? I've been yeah. thinking about the world and trees and stuff and air. Right. My first car from high school. It's still with me. Um, it's nicknamed the Silver Bullet. So mm-hmm. I whip around the Silver Bullet. Hey, silver bullet, so I'm assuming yeah. there's no payment there. So you're just riding. There's no payment. There's no payment. Um, it cost me about maybe twenty five to thirty dollars to fill up. So I mean, that alone is um, make it. I think a lot higher tier than people would probably give it. That's a smart man right there. Good smart man. Good for you, good kid. Thank um, you. <laughs> I am a father of one soon to be two um and a married man and 30 so i obviously don't drive anything cool um i drive a honda hrv um that is a very mob looking car and it's very cozy with enough room in the back to fit the babies and potentially the dog if need be and it's fairly decent on mileage as well so little upkeep enough for the family and that's my life now. All so, wheel drive too. Good in the snow. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> All right. That's uh, about halfway through the questions, but we got plenty of time to get to more and more yep. of those. Um, this has been a full show, full recap, uh, full prediction for recap, everything. Uh, we appreciate you being along with us, but of course, we can't go anywhere without finishing with the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get right into it here uh, for our uh, final segment of the day, uh, the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. Um, I went with the 1960 Indy 500, which I I don't believe that I have used very often. Excuse me while I burp. Um, I'm going through burps. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Mid-show, really classy activities there. Uh, Jim Rathman won this race. Uh, Jim Rathman, the winner. Uh, 1960. So we went to the 11th place finisher. Uh, the 11th place finisher in the 1960 Indy 500. Uh, Red Amick. Red Amick. Uh, literally oh. spelled color red. 
Uh, I have not heard this name before. Uh, Richard Red Amick, uh, born 1929, uh, died in 95, 1995. Uh, born in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, died in Florida, drove in the USAC Championship Car Series, raced in, racing in the 1958 to 1960 seasons with five starts, uh, just two Indy 500s, um, 1959 and 1960. Uh, best finish was 1960, uh, with 11th, so... Uh, only just two Indy 500, so pretty short uh, Indy 500 career, and honestly, short Wikipedia page as well. So Red Amick is our uh, person that we're learned about this this week. Cool looking car though. I when I googled him, uh, some really cool, uh, cool pictures of his vehicle as well from the 500. Yeah, you don't hear the name Red thrown around too often now. It feels like yeah. it's a very uh, old timey, yeah, see type of name. Um, yeah. So- uh, Red Amick, shout out to you. Rest in peace. Appreciate all your efforts. There it is. This week's Ricky Treadway, random Indy 500 driver of the week. All right. Stack show for you here. This is what we do in the offseason here at Speed Street. So glad to have you along with us. Uh, we appreciate it. Just be sure to continue to uh, you know rate, review, follow, subscribe, all of those things for Speed Street. Continuing to grow up into the neighborhood, and Connor is putting the full YouTube video uh, shows on his YouTube channel. Connor, tell him where Indeed. to find that. Yes, yes, Connor Ailey twenty two on the YouTubes. Um, feel free to jump in the uh, the Austin Eckler. I mean, all the last three episodes are up there. Uh, oh, yeah. People seem to be enjoying those, so keep watching it, keep liking it, keep doing all that stuff, and we're gonna, you know, keep putting them out anywhere you could listen to and and watch podcasts. There it is. Appreciate that. For Connor Daly, for Ben Walden, for Dirty Mill Media, uh, I'm Joey Molinero. This has been another edition of Speed Street, and we will talk to you again next week. Check out the newest episode of the Dale Jr. Download, available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.